Our world is a challenging world, and in this world we are all called to be prophets of God. We are invited to announce the good news of God's deep love for each one of us. It is indeed important that we manifest this call in our behavior and our daily activities, and more importantly, through our words. Today's readings are highly relevant to our own lives. On the one hand, we live in a world where thousands suffer appallingly in the struggle for truth, freedom, and dignity of the human person. On the other hand, we live in a world of ever-increasing material indulgence becoming available to more and more people. The dream of being part of this can close our minds and hearts to the cry of the poor, the distressed, and the marginalized. The affluent society becomes both a trap and an escape. Many like to blame God for many of the world's ills, but to be honest, they are practically all of our own making. In the gospel, the plea is to increase their faith that they may that may that may they may see, I'm sorry. Jesus teaches them that they do not need an increase in faith so much as they need to put the little faith they have into action. In today's second reading, Paul says to Timothy to hold on to the standard of sound teaching in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Paul advised him to fan into flame the gift that God has given him, namely, the gifts and charisms of the Spirit, which is faith. Here Paul reminds his disciple that God has given him every gift necessary to carry out his ministry. He tells his disciple Timothy to keep the truths that he has learned from Paul in his preaching and personal conduct. Timothy was called to keep them in the faith and love that are in Jesus Christ, since faith and love cannot be separated. Jesus uses the parable in today's gospel to teach the disciples that there is never a time in life of discipleship when one has done all one can do and therefore should be rewarded for good work. First, the good that a disciple does is as much the fruit of God's grace as it is the disciples' good efforts. Secondly, there is never a time in the life of discipleship when a disciple can say that he or she has done enough. Human effort always comes short when compared to what God deserves. The parable teaches us the valuable lesson of humility. We must be aware that our faith is increased by our own works that are given by the power of the Holy Spirit. Faith is increased by serving others, not by being served. Faith is increased when faith is unselfish. Living faith is unselfish faith. It seeks to give rather than to receive. It seeks to obey God not me, I, and myself. Unfellish, un, un, 
Unselfish faith is humble, not full of pride. It admits that we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we have been taught to do. Although this gospel passage is addressed to the apostles, it applies to each one of us in our daily lives. Following the example of the apostles, we must all pray for greater trust in God. Most of us are inclined to forget God and his providence when all things are going fine and as per our own personal plan. At this moment, we forget to thank God for his blessings. The moment a storm arises in our life, we then begin to think of him. The disciples rightly understood that faith is a gift, and we can get it by asking and praying for it. Jesus' lesson helps to complete his teaching on faith. He who believes in God does not do what he himself wants, but rather what God wants. He carries out the command of God. He obeys God, who dictates to him his word in his son, Jesus. A nurse took a tired, anxious serviceman to the bedside. Your son is here, she said to the old man repeatedly before the patient's eyes opened. Heavily sedated because of the pain of his heart attack, he dimly saw the young uniformed Marine standing. He reached out his hand. The Marine wrapped his toughened fingers around the old man's limp ones, squeezing a message of love and encouragement. The nurse brought a chair so that the young Marine could sit. All through the night, the Marine sat there in the poorly lighted room, holding the old man's hand and offering him words of love and strength. The dying man said nothing, only held tightly to his son all through the night. Along towards dawn, the old man died. The Marine released the now lifeless hand that he had been holding and went to tell the nurse. The nurse started to offer words of sympathy, but the Marine interrupted her. Who was that man, he asked. The nurse was startled. He was your father, she answered. No, he wasn't, the Marine replied. I never saw him before in my life. Then why didn't you say something when I took you to him? I knew right away there had been a mistake, but I also knew he needed his son, and his son just wasn't here. When I realized that he was too sick to tell whether I was his son, knowing how much he needed me, I stayed. <laughs>